is there a magical elixir that can elevate us to a new consciousness? And you know that famous Bigfoot video, the famous Bigfoot video of the Bigfoot walking away, turns to the camera and looks? Is it possible that that Bigfoot was walking away from the scene of a Bigfoot massacre today on Dead Rabbit Radio? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day too. We have a lot of stuff to cover today. We're just going to jump right into this. Our next story, what we're going to do, is we are going to talk about Ormus. Now, Ormus is something that you've never heard of, most likely. It can't be tested scientifically. It's all around us. And some people call it manna from heaven. Some people call it Cleopatra's milk, I think. I think someone called it that. It is this elixir that you take into your body, and it enlightens you spiritually. It aligns. I don't. If it doesn't align your chakras, it aligns a hell of a lot more than that. It can actually like bring you to a point. It can bring you to a point where you can astrally project while you sleep. Not just dream, but project Float around. All you need to do is make it yourself. Or you can conveniently buy it at retailers all over the internet. The most trusted source to buy things to put into your body. Yes, a website. Most likely created by Squarespace. That is selling you something that you ingest into your body that they claim science has no idea what it is. Yes, we are climbing down the Ormus hole. So, what actually is Ormus? The explanation is, not even they really know. The people who who sell Ormus seem to be very, very unclear on what this stuff is. The scientific claim that they make is it is monoatomic. So, it's any element, most likely it's usually gold, but it's any element broken down to a single atom, okay? So it makes it so small that it's invisible to science. And I thought atoms were visible to science, but apparently not. And then you, through, you, so you break an element down to one atom. And then step two, I don't know. And then step three, you eat it and you gain spiritual enlightenment. It helps align both, both sides of your brain. Because brains aren't built to do that anyways. Gives you energy. Gives you a calm and focused mind. You know, not stuff that wouldn't occur any other way unless you took this element, apparently. So you go, Jason, I don't have gold. And I don't have the way to break it down to a single element. And like I said, hey man, just buy it online. That's what a lot of people are doing. But there's another way you can do it. You can make this Ormus, this miracle mineral yourself you can make it yourself i i I can't believe this let's listen to this quick clip from this youtube video explaining to us how to make what they know as the philosopher's stone this pure magic this pure height of alchemy okay listen first off i can barely hear what the youtube video is saying and that's i get that that's fine it's on youtube the quality is not always perfect but you're giving me a recipe that involves lye drinking lye and it is one of the most vague recipes possible 
get some salt, boil some water, put some lye in it, maybe some vinegar. Let's sit around for a while and then drink it. No. Don't don't do that, guys. Don't ever First off, don't get a recipe off of YouTube that involves a lie. That's that's step 1. Step 2, don't drink this stuff. And you go, okay, Jason, I don't want to use this YouTube recipe. There has to be another way for me to get Ormus. There is. You can make it out of your own urine. See, what happens is we piss out all of these minerals that are so useful to us. And using proper chemicals, lie included, you can get the minerals, those precious minerals you just peed out, and drink it again. And This website has photos. Photos of a man holding various stages of his urine as it's becoming more and more mm, cloudy (coughs) and white. He's like, I'm not going to buy your store-bought Ormus. Ormus coming from my bladder is far more potent, and you should get it from your bladder, too. Here, here's a a couple photos of watching my urine get old. (coughs) Listen, I get it. I take multivitamins. I take my little rose droplets to give me energy. I get it. We want to have that quick fix, that little, you know, maybe for some people it's a caffeine. Some people it is vitamin C or emergency or whatever. I I take my vitamins every single day. I feel like it keeps me healthy, gives me energy. Guys, if what you are if you are buying something to put in your body and they are telling you that science does not know what it is. Don't do it. If people are telling you you can make your own with lye, don't do it. And please, don't drink your urine. I looked up Ormus. I found out about Ormus because someone said, you know, you can get healthy from drinking your own urine. Like, it's actually beneficial to drink your own urine because you're pissing out all of these minerals. And I was like, what? And then that led me down the rabbit hole that, yes, there are a lot of people, a lot of people, to enough that there are competing competitors Selling all these Ormus products. It's not just one thing. There's even... Even if you believed in this stuff... That if you can break something down to a single atom... And then step, step, step... You drink it. I, they, there's It's so vague. Generally, it's like... You can break something down to a single atom. Here, we sell these pills. What? How did you get the pills from the single atom? Because then it, there's just a bunch of atoms again. You're, I'm swallowing a piece of gold? They say you can get it from salt. And it's like phosphate and stuff like that, but you have to use the lye, uh, and you can drink your own urine. Even if you believed all that stuff, even if you believed you were able to break down something to a, well, you can, but if you somehow, okay, yeah, I'm not going to quibble. Let's say that even you believed that and it was some sort of magical property. There is a website that is selling a digital version of this, a digital monoatomic Ormus thing. So you can buy this stuff. What they do, these are their steps. It's uh, the, Scams drive me nuts. And you can go, Jason, you're getting scammed because you're buying calcium pills. No, I'm buying calcium pills because my diet is garbage. I eat hot dogs and hamburgers all the time. That's all I eat. And pickles. So I need to take calcium supplements and magnesium supplements and biotin, and I take my daily vitamin. I take all this stuff, because, and I feel great because I don't get that stuff when I eat. I eat hot dogs and hamburgers. 
when I because I'm on keto diet and I know people like there's more to keto than that, but I'm just a picky eater. So I have to take my vitamins. There is no digital vitamin A. I can't instead pull out my iPod and put in my headphones and get digital vitamin A. This stuff is so made up. You can do that with Ormus. Let's see how they make a digital Ormus. One, we use a, first they extract. We use a proprietary computer software and innovative energetic encoding techniques to capture the energy, i.e. informational data field, of these various substances in digital format. That makes no sense. Step two, we amplify it. We then amplify that extracted digital signals many times in a balanced way. You're just making it up. Three, encode. The final step is to encode the amplified signature. And You know, I'm, I'm done reading their nonsense. Ormus has no health benefits whatsoever. It is a made-up substance that people are selling you to put into your body. And it is 100% the placebo effect. And I know this for a fact because the websites that sell Ormus can't even agree what Ormus is. They, some are saying it, it is these five elements. Some people are saying it comes from salt. Some people are saying it comes from plants you grow in the soil. What plants don't grow in the soil? I'm just going to eat corn then and not drink lye. It's invisible to science. You can't test it. So, therefore, it works. Scams drive me nuts. They drive me nuts. I got to wrap this up real quick, but we have someone who posted onto a Ormus forum. This, this isn't all results, but this is quite telling. Okay, I've been on the stuff for about three months, even taking a three-day Ormus retreat, whatever that is. But then, we'll go on. I have a variety of strange symptoms. Anyone else got anything to add? Currently, I'm having Kundi pains, whatever that is. Kundi some sort of like, it's like the spiritual energy. I don't know why it would be hurting, but anyways. Sometimes very painful, but also very temporary. Sharp pains all over my body at random times. So if it's some sort of like spiritual pain, whatever, it's all in your head anyways. The Ormus is fake, so it's not really affecting you. Then it says, mouthful of blisters and canker sores. That's That's not in your head. I mean, literally it's in your head, but you're something's wrong heart palpitations of the morning actually waking me up from taking ormus for three months but then they go on to add that ormus is causing them to have awesome dreams and meditations so you know i guess the heart palpitations balances out with the awesome dreams and the mouth full of blisters and canker sores i can tell you what's causing the blisters and canker sores you're eating lie I hate scams. Let's go ahead and move on to the next story. Now, this story is something that intrigued me when I saw it on the iceberg a couple months ago. Didn't think I would ever find anything on it. And I looked, and I couldn't find anything, despite all of my amazing research efforts. I mean, guys, we have to admit at this point, I am a top-notch researcher. I Nothing gets past me. And I looked, probably every two weeks, I tried looking for this topic again. And despite my track record tracking down these great stories, I could not find this one. And then I realized I was spelling it completely wrong. So, yeah. It's the Patterson-Gimlin tape. And I was calling it the Patterson-Gimling, or possibly Patterson-Gimli from Lord of the Rings. So, 
I, I, that, that honestly happened multiple times, and I go, damn, there's no, I can't find this story that I want to cover. And then I was on another thing, reading about Bigfoot, and I was like, that's how you spell his name. And I spelled it incorrectly, and a ton of resources popped up. So today, we are going to talk about the Patterson-Gimlin Massacre. So, quick overview here. Patterson-Gimlin Bigfoot tape is the tape we've all seen. It's the 20 seconds of film footage of Bigfoot, like, strolling through the woods with that unique walk, and it turns and it looks at the camera and then keeps walking. And all of, really, like, the Bigfoot stickers, it's such an iconic pose where it has its arms stretched out as it's walking that you'll see that pose on stuff everywhere. Hood River, we have a ton of Bigfoot paraphernalia, and it's funny because I don't think Bigfoot's been seen here. But it's very popular. So you'll see him, like, carrying a pizza. You'll see him, like, dribbling a basketball. And I'm saying he. It's actually supposedly a woman named Patty. A Patty. A Bigfoot named Patty. But anyway, so the Patterson-Gimlin tape has always been considered the most authentic Bigfoot video out there. But so the Patterson-Gimlin... That's his name, right? I keep wanting to say Gimli. Patterson-Gimlin tape is that famous 30, 40-second clip. Now... We all see that and we go, oh, look at Bigfoot's actually possible. Like, there is a person that's walking, not like a person, and look, looking like a big old monkey. But maybe there's more to the story. Maybe there is more to the story. So, that Patterson-Gimlin tape, it's called Patterson-Gimlin because Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin are the ones who made the tape. It was shot in Bluff Creek, California on October 20th, 1967. In 2008, there was a Bigfoot enthusiast named M.K. Davis. And what M.K. Davis, he made his name in the Bigfoot M.K. Davis made his name in the Bigfoot community because he took the original footage of the Patterson-Gimlin tape and stabilized it and got a, like a better picture so it wasn't so shaky. And so they were like, oh, this guy like has really helped make the footage easier to view and brought up the quality and things like that. In 2008, he starts looking at the footage and he goes... That's a blood puddle, like right off camera. And there's like a flash also off camera. Like the flash is on camera, but there's like a flash to the left side of the screen as Patty's walking away. And then he has this additional footage that he says shows it wasn't Patterson and Gimlin at Bluff Creek shooting this. There were 10 people there total. And there was a Bigfoot massacre. Bunch of big feet, a big thigh. If you listen to the Parapod, a bunch of big five were there, three of them actually. And what we're seeing is Patty running away from the slaughter of her two friends. And apparently there is a close-up of Patty. They did an enhance like CSI. You can see a single teardrop coming from Patty's face. Now you can look at these. They have photos of the additional footage. You see some guy standing there in some red puddles and you see like a dog. And these guys kind of look like other Bigfoot researchers. They've said, look at this guy. This guy is skinny. And here's this Bigfoot, known Bigfoot researcher who's also quite skinny. They're both white. They might be the same. I haven't seen the actual footage. I've seen stills of the so-called off-screen footage. Apparently there were multiple cameras there. But I've seen the stills. And you do see him standing there and there's some like red puddles. And then M.K. Davis goes, look, at there were similar red puddles in the Patterson-Gimlin tape. It appears that there was a massacre. Bigfoot enthusiasts are like, what are you talking about? There's so much controversy over this, because this tape has been a mainstay. I mean, it just, people were outraged by that. 
They're like, no, you you adjusted the color. This was just a dark patch of water, and you made it red, and so on and so forth. And and there was all of this pushback on it. Dave David Pilates, the guy from Missing Four One One, he got involved in it, and he was like, oh no, not publicly, but apparently in private circles with the Bigfoot community, he's like, oh no, there was a massacre there. So you're like, where? I think since we haven't seen the original footage. And M.K. Davis, who to this day contends that there was a massacre there, that two other Bigfoot were shot. What what other, where did the story come from? Did M.K. Davis just sit there one day and like discover this extra reel of footage? Was he just editing it and then he slow like hit a button and the camera slowly moved to the left and he saw this going on? People were putting their reputations on the line. David Pauletes, if I'm not saying that right, but him most of all, a lot of people see him as like this big researcher into the paranormal, and now he's making this claim that a bunch of Bigfoot were killed without footage. All we have on the Patterson-Gimlin tape that shows anything like that is a Bigfoot supposedly running away in a red puddle. So where did this story come from? Why would people put their careers, well, quote-unquote careers, on the line to expose this story with so little proof? It must have been a great source, right? The original story of the Patterson-Gimlin Massacre was, came from a creepypasta. The, here was the basic gist of the creepypasta. A couple guys start a band. They make it big in Hollywood. They meet with a producer in Hollywood. And the producer is like, Yeah, guys, what's up? Yeah, let's rock this party. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I have a secret footage of two Bigfoot being murdered. And the band's like, What? And so they see the video and then they tell their friends back home and they're like, dude, we saw like two big feet getting shot. We saw two big five getting shot. And apparently what the other addition is, you see three Bigfoot, big five, sitting at a fire or a fire pit. And there's just a, a hail of bullets. Reload. Oh. I don't know if Bigfoot go, oh, but this one did. And then Patty gets up and runs away. And then they just happen to have another camera 10 feet away. And they just recorded Patty running away. The hunters were like immediately like, oh, no, we killed two Big Fi. What are we going to do? We could take this as evidence that the world's most mysterious creature exists. But what if we're found guilty for murder? We better skin them right here and take out all their meat and take their bones and destroy everything so no one suspects us of murdering a creature that no one knew existed for sure until we shot two of them. So that's why they just, like, the bodies disappeared. And then they didn't say anything. They're like, oh my god, if anyone finds this footage of us killing these two animals... So let's destroy all the evidence that these creatures even existed, even though we are out here specifically to prove they existed. And that's the creepypasta. It's literally something you would see like on Reddit or creepypasta.com or whatever. It is just a story about a guy telling a story that his buddy went through. Oh, I got a call from my friend. He's in a band and he told me this crazy story. If that happened... If a bunch of people descended upon a camp of Bigfoot, yeah, you would have people that are were upset, but you would have even more people 
be like, oh, that sucks that you shot him, but finally we have proof that these things exist. Because, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, they just disposed of all the evidence, but they believe totally in Bigfoot. They're there purposely to find Bigfoot. It doesn't wash. It doesn't wash. And it's weird to me that M.K. Davis and David Pilates, I can't, I can't, David Pilates, whatever, that they would be willing to put this theory forth based on creepypasta and a couple of photos of just random people standing around a campsite with a red puddle, which again can easily be photoshopped in. It could be blood. It would be a lot of blood. And it's just like all in like where a creek would be, so it would be very easy to just change the color saturation on that photo. But Patterson-Gimlin Massacre, I think it didn't happen. I think that it's 100% a creepypasta that got out of hand. And once they, once these people, I, I think David Pilates has kind of backed away from it. But again, he never really addressed it publicly, like to us. In the Bigfoot circles, from what I could see, he was talking about it. But M.K. Davis continues to put this story forth. And he's wedded to it now. He can't say, oh, no, I was wrong. You're right. It was creepypasta. I was looking at the footage wrong. Oh, and that gunshot blast that apparently comes from the Patterson-Gimlin tape, which is like the official tape. People said that wasn't in the original version. That was added. I can almost imagine this little cartoon, like, psh, bang, coming off the side. Insane stuff. And again, creepypasta. I I think somebody read this who had never read any creepypasta and thought that it was a true story and then began to prove it existed. I would hate to see what would happen if this guy ever read, like, Jeff the Killer. I mean, he would go on, he would go to the town. He would go to every town where a new kid just moved in and ran into some bullies and try to figure out the truth behind Jeff the Killer. It's fake stuff, and you've ruined your reputation over it, MK. There was no massacre there. There's a big question over whether Bigfoot was actually there. But there definitely was no massacre there. But, again, once I learned how to correctly spell Gimlin, it was an interesting little mystery to explore. So that's it. That's our episode. We kind of buzzed through that. I I don't know if I can keep up that pace, but I actually kind of like that. I had a little timer this time that went off every nine minutes. So I was able to kind of keep, I was kind of able to punch in three good stories. And uh, we'll see how that works out. We'll see how that works out. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.